I'm so excited to wrap up the sales series with yet another real behind the scenes look at what it took to shift my mindset around sales. In this actual recording with my business mentor and success coach, we talk about what it really took and what it didn't to start seeing more results in my coaching business. This conversation shines a light on why the right mindset is absolutely essential to closing more sales with more ease, what happens when you actually hit the goal you've been working toward for a long time, and how to keep that momentum going for sustainable growth. This is a beautiful ending to the sales series that will call into question everything you thought you needed to close more sales and the mindset you need instead so you can truly thrive in life and business. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber, the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. Hello, hello, my simple shifters. Thank you so much for joining me for episode number five of the sales series. I am so excited to be coming at you today with the final episode to show you another real raw behind the scenes look of what it actually took to shift my mindset around sales so that I could start landing clients with ease. I just love this series so much because I think that there is so much messaging out there that makes it look really easy and like everyone should have had the business of their dreams 10 minutes ago. And I just really wanted to give you a look at what that looked like for me. Now, I know that my path is not necessarily your path or anyone else's path, but it is really important to me to shine a light on how it can look different for everyone, how you can still end up with a business that feels successful and thriving and amazing, but it does not necessarily happen overnight. Not saying that it can't, don't get caught up in that story either, but I really wanted to give you a look into how it's okay if you struggled. It's okay if you're not quite there yet. It's okay if you still have some mindset challenges to work through around selling. It's okay to be where you're at now, but that does not mean that you can't still get the result that you want in your business. And that's really what I wanted to shine a light on in this series. So as we dive into today's session, I want you to know that we skipped ahead quite a bit from the last episode. So I actually went back and I looked at the Basecamp messages that I had sent Lacey around the time that this episode aired. Now, again, this was like four months and two weeks, but who's counting, into working with Lazy. So I say I got my first sale about five months because they were like five calendar months apart. But I think that this is just such good evidence of how that momentum can build in your business and how things can shift really quickly when you do the mindset work and when you shift your mindset and you focus on all of the things that are actually working, when you focus more 
on the results that you actually want to create, more on those thoughts that serve you than the quote unquote, it's not working, what's wrong, how come this isn't working, how come this person didn't convert, all of the things that can hold you back from really leaning into that sale. And I know that I shared that fear was a big thing for me. That was a big thing that held me back from really leaning into getting clients in this coaching business. And I really, really worked through that. I did a lot of mindset work around that. I had Lacey reminding me of all of those gentle reframes so that I could really step into what it was that I wanted. So the Basecamp message that I sent to her was, so just to recap, last week I started with a new design retainer client, landed my first coaching client, launched a podcast, and spoke at my first speaking gig. What? And Lacey responded, ah, holy crap, that's amazing and such evidence that you're doing the right thing slash on the right path. How does it feel? And I said, ha, well, I felt like I wanted to go into hibernation to rest and refuel by the time I hit Sunday, but it feels really good on the whole. Like, I created this. And she said, yeah, you did. Celebrate with a ton of emojis after, of course. But guys, there's really, truly nothing better than that first sale feeling. Okay, like maybe I'm sure there are a few things better, but... Getting your first sale feels incredible, quite honestly, because it really does give you so much evidence that if you continue to show up for those actions, if you continue to do the mindset work, if you continue to take more of the right actions in your business and you stick with it and you believe in the result that you want, that you can ultimately get what you want. And I think that is what is so amazing and empowering around getting your first sale because you guys know I really struggled with selling. I really struggled to feel good in this business. I had a lot of mindset stuff to work through. And this was just such amazing evidence for me that if I stuck with it, not only could I do it once, but I could do it again and again and again. So as we go into today's session, I want you to know that we had already had that base camp conversation. So you won't hear quite as much of the celebrating there, but that's the context that we're going in with. And I also want you to pay attention to how different I sound. You can really hear how I am so much more in belief. I am so much more confident. I feel so much better about this business coming together and I'm so much more empowered to create that result again, I think. There's just like a shift that you'll notice here and I really do think that it's that belief piece. It's that belief piece that knowing it was possible before I was showing up, I was believing, I was, you know, hoping basically that I would get the result that I wanted, but there is something really powerful about actually seeing that result and seeing that shift and you will only build confidence from there like I did as well. So I think that this is just such an amazing end to the series. I'm so excited to share this with you and I hope that it really helps you to see how if you stick with it, if you stay in belief, if you keep taking those actions, if you get the right support, anything you want is possible, especially when it comes to closing more sales with more ease. So without further ado, let's go to the session. Okay, there you go. So I was talking to her about, um, how she always sees the best in people. And I was saying, I'm like, you're so good at this. You just like always are really good at like honing in on what people are really good at and like what their story is and what they can like impart onto others. Cause we were talking about like possible podcast guests and 
And I was like, it's really refreshing. And she's like, it's funny you say that because you've gotten a lot better about talking about your work. And I was like, ding, ding, ding. That's the whole point. You're like, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> that's hysterical. Like, I love that. So much more confident now than you were before. Um, and she's like, I feel like you like leaning into the fact that you're a mindset coach was like a huge game changer for you. And she's like, it just seems like a total shift in like how you talk about what you do. And I was like, yes, that's good. I love that. It's so, so, so cool. Right. To, it's also a lot to process when you talk about that too, but it's so cool to see like basically all of your intentions come to fruition in like the course of a week. Like you set an intention for that retreat, for the podcast launch, for the client, what, like it all, for the design client, like it all really did come together, right? This is the stuff that like you need to go record this. I'm writing mindset books. I want you to like literally get a journal to write this shit down so that you have evidence and then you're going to use that evidence for like not only yourself, but posts and stuff to be like, when I set the intention to get better at sharing, I did. It's because I changed my mindset first. It's because I set the intention first. It's because I came at it from an intentional place. When I set the intention to launch in the sweat, blah, 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 blah. Like this is the stuff that like you could pass over or you get to like capture it and use it for amazing content, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, I'm happy though. <laughs> and that's how you start sharing your wins, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to write mindset book for evidence. Will you remember what that means? <laughs> yeah, I actually okay. have one and I feel like I haven't been good about recording things. So I feel like this was like, you kept saying like, it's going to come together. We're going to keep doing it. It's layers. Right. And then I was like, okay, I'm doing it. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then like this past week, right, it was kind of like the, oh shit, everything came together moment. And I feel like, I feel like in the past, like part of the problem was like, I was just having a hard time recognizing what it is that I'm supposed to be writing down, right? Because when nothing really feels like it's winning yet, it's like, well, I don't really want to go write a journal entry about how nothing's working yet, you know? (laughs) So I feel like part of the problem has been like not really sure what to write down in there. Well, I think that in like hindsight's 2020. So this might be a good exercise to be like, oh, okay, I really did just get all the things I wanted. So how do I look back and be like, oh, it was actually working along the way. I see how this led to this, how it led to that. That is like a magical thing to go look at. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it gives you evidence for the future that like, oh yeah, even when I don't feel like it's working, I'm like two seconds away from it working a lot of the time, right? Mm-hmm. And what was the, you know, I think what was the difference maker? And like, I'll, I'll short, shortcut the coaching here and just tell you, which is like you stuck to it even though you weren't totally in belief, even when you felt like it was uncomfortable, even when you had a wobble, you really, really, really did believe and stick to the plan. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing, right? Yeah. And that's why mindset is such a thing because people can write out plans all day long, but are they actually sticking to it when shit gets tough? Are they changing it? Are they changing the game? Yeah, almost all the time, right? Yeah. And I feel like that, I'm going to say this just so that I don't forget, but I feel like that's where the coaching has been like, that's where the investment really shows up is the fact that like I had the support to be like, no, stick with it, stick with it, stick with it. Because this, like, two weeks ago, I probably would have changed my mind. I probably would have been like, this is never going to work. It's not working. I need a new project. I need a new, like, something. 
something mm-hmm. else. Something. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's the difference maker is just being like, no, it's going to work. It's going to work. And I'm going to keep doing it because it's going to work. You know? Totally. And you can see how that's the gift you're about to give all your clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So two things come up for me here. The first is that at some point during our coaching together, Lacey had told me that I get to write my orders to the universe. I get to decide what I'm ordering. I get to decide what I want the same way I would go to a restaurant and I would place my order to a server. I just get to tell the universe what I would like to have delivered to me. And to illustrate this point, she had sent me a bunch of guest checks is basically what they say at the top of them. And she wrote me this cute little note that I still have on my bulletin board that says, don't forget, you get to write your own orders with a smiley face. And I have continued to write my orders to the universe. I think that there's this part where it kind of sounds a little demanding and a little bit bratty when we say it that way, but I truly do mean the energy that you would like place an order at a restaurant, right? So you're just deciding what you want. There isn't this like demanding energy behind it, but I get to decide what it is that I want from the universe. I get to write down my goals in that way. I get to decide what is going to be delivered. And if you guys know anything about manifestation. If you have listened to my manifestation series, you know that I believe in detaching from the how. So I get to write down those orders and then I really, really try to detach from exactly how they show up for me. So we had talked about a manifestation book here, but I really ended up using that kind of guest check format. And I think that it is just so beautiful because so many of the things that I have written down on that guest check on that order to the universe. And it's so cute. It has like a little spot where it says like server and I write in the universe and I get to like put my name in the, the person ordering slot. And then I just write down what it is that I want. And then on the reverse side, it has a little thank you section. So when those orders the universe are delivered to me, I write a little thank you note on the back of those little notepads. So this might sound a little woo, it might sound a little out there, but that is how I have really kept track of all of the things that I have manifested over the course of our coaching together since I first learned of that practice. And that is really how I have leaned into recording all of the manifestations that have shown up for me. Now, of course, I'm continuing to take action. Of course, I'm continuing to stay in belief. Of course, I'm continuing to tip the scale even when I'm not all the way in belief. But I really do think that that practice has been so helpful for me in really just deciding what it is that I want and then just taking action and being open to whatever door that comes through. However, that's going to show up for me, right? So we talk about that manifestation book here, but I just wanted to share with you exactly how I took that practice and how I did that. The other thing that I wanted to point out is I have all of these recordings. So that has been really helpful in recording all of the mindset stuff that I had to work through to get to this point, right? So I think that that is just something that's really beautiful that's coming up through this series is I have never gone back this far to listen to these recordings again. And it's just so incredible for me to see exactly how much things can shift and how much my mindset has shifted 
shifted, how much more confident I am in my sales process, how much more confident I am in my coaching business. Like it is truly an incredible shift. And I think that that is super valuable as well. So I just wanted to share that because I really do think as we walk through this sales series, I want you to know how these practices were actually applied to my business and how they ended up helping me. Because I think it's one thing to hear the coaching on the calls, but it's also a different thing to hear how I actually implemented those. So I think that that is super helpful here. And lastly, I love the piece where we talk about really staying in belief here and really continuing to show up even when it looked like it didn't happen, because quite honestly, this is where support can be the game changer. I see so many people who will hop on sales calls with me, hop on discovery calls with me, and they're like, well, I already know everything that I should be doing. (laughs) And it's kind of this moment where you can know everything that you should be doing, but that is why mindset is so important because usually there's some reason you're not taking action on it, right? Usually there's something underneath the surface, as you saw with me throughout this series, that is really holding you back from showing up and taking more of the right actions in your business so you can see more results. And that is where coaching really shines because you have that reflection, you have that support, you have have someone holding you accountable. And we get into that a little bit here too, but you have that other person. Your business becomes bigger than just you and just ideas swirling around in your head. And it actually is just so incredibly helpful to start playing at a higher level and to really start working towards your goals. So whether that's your first sale or more consistent sales or whatever that looks like for you, I really want to reiterate that support can be so, so, so incredibly helpful to really turning that dream into a reality. Right. Especially with the consistency too, because I feel like that was the, the, I mean, everyone calls it accountability, but no one really needs the accountability. They need the consistency. Oh my God. Do you know why I love you so much right now? That's fucking hysterical because I literally am doing a live stream on Friday. So I like pick my topics in advance and I wrote that the topic was why you don't actually need accountability and what you need instead. And then I was like, oh my God, are people going to hate that? Because that's like a hard thing to grasp. And then you just answered my question for me. So thank you. That's good. I so love you were like a gift from the universe. Right there. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. But you're right. Like you don't really want someone kicking your ass. You want someone being like, stop getting in your own way. Keep doing the same thing. And that's the mindset piece, right? Mm -hmm. So that's going to, whatever that thing is for your client, whether it's launching a podcast, getting your client or, you know, like moving or something, like you're going to be the one like driving the boat on like, I don't care what your strategy is. I really care that you stick to it. And I really (laughs) care that your mindset gets behind it, right? Mm -hmm. And that when you believe those things will work, they they do, you know? Totally. I think the other thing is too, is like you can already see how just showing up more confidently and then having that happen is already impacting things. You got another inquiry, your friends <laughs> reaching out, these people from being boss had a great experience. Like this is how it all starts to happen and the snowball rolls down the hill, right? Yes. It's so fun. Okay, cool. <laughs> Let's talk about the friend. We also want to talk about the fear inventory. Anything else that was coming up for you? Um, this is minor, but trying to figure out, so should I be sending a separate newsletter for 
podcast episodes or should I be mm-hmm. wrapping that into my weekly newsletter or how, how, like that's just been in the back of my mind what I should be doing. So here's what I would do. I'll just answer that really quick. I would definitely send a separate newsletter for it. Okay. So you're sending two a week basically. Okay. But what I would do is let people opt out of the podcast one. Okay. Like, you know how you can be like, if you don't want any more emails about the podcast, just opt out here kind of thing. Yeah. So that way, if somebody still really wants your like weekly blogs, but they don't want to hear about the podcast, we're giving them the chance. But otherwise, like it a hundred percent makes sense to have that as like a separate email once a week um, to really like push people there. And also to just like show that that's such a huge part of your brand. The other value of it is like, and this is like down the road, but it's really important, which is like, we're teaching your audience to hear from you often, which is valuable because if you don't, and then all of a sudden you go into a launch and you're emailing people every day, Mm -hmm. they're like, what the fuck is going on? But if you've been talking to them quite a bit, quite frequently, that doesn't feel like that much of a jump. So it's super useful if you have something to say on repeat to kind of say it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Tell me about your friend. Oh, so this is my friend who I had been talking to at the retreat and who was on the podcast and like, I'm close with like one of my business besties. And she had said, she's like, I really, this was when we were at the retreat. She's like, I really think I need your help to figure out what to do, like where to go next, like what to do next, where to live. She's like, not even, cause we spent a lot of time talking about business stuff, but she's like, not mm-hmm. even from a business perspective, just from like a life perspective. Like they're kind of in transition right now. And she like knows that they're going to end up somewhere else, but she's not sure where. So uh, I just felt so awkward in that situation because I was like, I don't know what to do here. Like, I don't know what I should say, whether I should be like, well, like, let's get on a call when we get home and we can talk about like what it'd be like to work together or whether like, I just didn't really know what to do. And then I, I just kind of like awkwarded out of it. I was like, well, I'll follow up with her over email when I get home. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to tell you a quick story. And the reason I'm going to tell you the story is because it's going to change your mind about it. So I had this thing happen to me when I was first in business. And it's like one of like the greatest gifts that has happened to me in business because it entirely changed my perspective on all of this stuff. So basically it was someone that I did a free call with and sort of a similar thing. We knew each other through mutual friends, had some connection, probably not as close as y'all were, but like enough that there was like um, some type of friendship there, right? I chickened out and didn't pitch at the end of it. And even though I would have really liked to work with her truthfully, and she sent me an email probably like a week later that was basically like, am I too messed up that you don't want to work with me? Is that why you didn't pitch? Like, do you think my business isn't going to be successful? And I was like, no, uh, I'm just an asshole. Actually, that's what happened there. Um, but like, that was so, such a beautiful gift. And the reason I tell you that is I wanted it to be a gift for you too, which is like, she now thinks you don't want to work with her. You didn't, because you didn't grab onto that at all. Okay. She's not like, oh, Amanda's being so nice, not pitching to me. She's like, oh, that was awkward. Does she even want to help me? Maybe I'm really fucked. Maybe really she, like, nobody wants to help me. You see what I mean? Like, that's way more likely the story that you set off than like, oh, Amanda's so gracious for not pitching. (laughs) she's sure as fuck not thinking that does that make sense yeah okay that makes sense what she's she like threw you a ball 
And you were like, and I was like, no, <laughs> right. It's like if, if, if you went on the first date with Brian and he was like, so like, I'd really dig hanging out with you again. And you were like, I mean, like, right. You know, like you kind of have to give him something back and be like, yo, me too. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That makes so, sense. so here, I think I would just call myself out on that a little bit. Like, I think I would just be like, Hey, like, I know when you pitched that I did it or when you mentioned that I didn't say much, I was a little distracted at the moment or whatever, but I've been thinking a lot about it and I would love to support you in this. So let's hop on a call. Okay, cool. So kind of call out the fact that you ignored it, (laughs) right? And then come back from it. Like just again, just like you would have like Brian asked you on a date and you didn't say anything, then maybe you'd text him and be like, Hey, sorry, I acted weird, but I'd actually like to go on a second date. Right. And I think that like the thing I want you to remember too, is there's a big difference between like if she was sitting there not talking about or like maybe she was just sitting there talking about something in her business and you were like, you should work with me. We should get on a call. That's totally different than her going, Hey, I really think I may need to work with you. And you responding. Those are like, like completely not even in the same room kind of situations. Right. Yeah. And I think part of what threw me off, like, remember when we were talking about how I want to have my beta tester client on the podcast and you were like, it only feels icky when you don't ask, like directly ask for what you want. Like then it starts to be like, well, what is this person asking for here? I feel like it was kind of that kind of vibe because she was like, I think I could really use your help. And I was like, well, did she realize like that that would be like paid help mm-hmm. <laughs> or, and that's when I was just like, kind of like, well, like I'm not going to do this for free or like there's a line basically, like there's only so much. So I think that's why I was kind of like, ah, I don't know how to answer this, you know? So let's use this as like, this is a perfect example. So like she's floating it out to you to see what's true. <laughs> And I'm not saying she's trying to get something for free. I'm just saying that, like, she also doesn't know. So she's exploring what's there. If you set the boundary, she's going to respond to that. Okay. Like, does that make sense? Like, if you're like, yeah, let's get on a call, she's going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, this is how it works. We get on a call. If you were like, yeah, let's go talk in my room tonight for free, she'd probably say yes to that, too. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that's not... It's not like she's a bad person. It's just like <laughs> she's floating it out there. You know what I mean? Again, right. like let's use the dating example. Like maybe you go on a first date and then Brian's like, hey, so do you like like to go to the movies? Because he's just like floating it out there to see what you say. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like that's how I would think about it. If she's trying to open a door, you get to decide how you open that door and what the boundary is. But like you got to meet her a little bit too, right? Yeah. Okay. Got it. That feel good. So I would just send her an email for sure. And the other thing to remember is what you know, like what felt like true was like, I'm not doing that for free. (laughs) So you just get to respond accordingly. And then if she doesn't buy from you, fine. But like, it's not like you're managing between should I do it for free or should I not? Like, that's just a no. (laughs) Yeah. Right? That feels true. Yep. So like, it's not even a thing. Like you just get to respond like, sure, we can talk about that because that's the only way I'm going to do it. (laughs) Right? Yep.
I absolutely love the mindset shift that Lacey offers here about the friend she had that was actually hurt that she didn't pitch because I think that so often people are used to looking at this from the different perspective, from the perspective of, oh my gosh, they are going to think I'm so spammy or so salesy or so gross if I make a pitch. When in actuality, if you are serving people, if you are helping people, they really genuinely do want your help and want to know what it would look like to take that next step with you, what it would look like to work with you. And I think this is just such a beautiful illustration of that. But the other thing that I wanted to point out here was that I think that there is this perspective where we think in coaching that because something comes up once, because we already talked about it once, it never should come up again, right? And that's just not true. And if this series has shown you anything, you can see that I work through the same stuff again and again and again especially when it comes to closing sales. So I know that I think it was the last episode in the sales series, we had talked about the difference between your free and paid containers. Maybe it was two episodes ago. And the important thing to talk about here is that that came up once we talked about it. And then this comes up again in a different situation where we're talking about it again. And there is nothing wrong with that, right? This is where coaching can be so incredibly helpful because sometimes we need to hear things a few times, or sometimes it just has to click from a different angle, from a different perspective before we actually understand, before we can apply that, before it really, really clicks for us. So I just wanted to bring that up here because I had the same challenge from how to transition from free calls into paid offerings. And this is just coming up and presenting itself in a different way because it wasn't on a sales call, right? So that just gives us an opportunity to look at it again and to be, for me, quite frankly, to be coached through it again. And for me to be able to take that and really apply that to my business. And I think that that is just such a beautiful thing here because it really is permission giving to bring up the same stuff again if that is what you need, if that is what you are working through, then really be open to being coached through that again. Be open to not worrying that you already talked about it once, so you shouldn't talk about it again. Really, really anchor into what is going to help you most and what is going to benefit your business the most so that you can really move the needle forward. And that is why this conversation was so helpful for me, because once we talked about it again, it really did begin to click that I was actually helping people, that I was actually offering them my services, and that I wasn't going to do that in a freed capacity and was ready to shift to a paid container. So just so permission giving on so many fronts there. So I really wanted to point that out for you. Okay. Tell me about the fear inventory, um, how I'm not doing it. So I think there's, I mean, there's always something there, right? So like, there's always a reason I'm not doing it. So that's why I brought up. This sounds dumb. I get bored and distracted when I'm doing it. So I'm like writing things out, writing things out. And like my brain's like, well, that's not true. And that's not true. And you shouldn't worry about that. And I'm like, then I find myself scrolling Instagram. So <laughs> I don't really know, like, like I know when I was doing it, it was helping. And I know the point is for it to like all be less charged, but now I'm just kind of like, this feels monotonous and boring. So I would say two things there. That's the point is, is one of the things I would say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, good. It worked. It should feel 
boring and distract and like it's distracting because it can't even hold your attention like that's so good like I want you to see that as the biggest win like how fucking cool is it that all these things that used to feel like they just were paralyzing to you are so boring that you can barely even write them out and give them any attention where before if you think about it you're it's like you're like yes and you know what else <laughs> and I got something else you know and now you're like what what is that again like that's huge, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. But then the other thing I would say to that is sometimes you just need to upgrade what the fear is or update okay. is what I meant to say. I think it doesn't matter, but like right now the fear might be like, it's all working and I'm feeling scared that it's going to stop working or like, I'm feeling like it's too much and I can't handle it all. Then you go right about that. Like you've kind of like conquered this one to a certain extent. doesn't mean it might never pop back up again, but like you got the client. The whole thing we were writing about is I'm afraid to get clients. Yeah. So it worked. You're super fucking bored by it. So it worked. So like check, but like there's still other fears. Like you're obviously like, yeah. let's talk about what it is with the contraction piece, yeah. but like you don't stop the process. You just upgrade what's yeah, coming up. Does that make sense? Your spectrum. Yeah. And that's true. Cause sometimes I felt like I'm like, well, what were the things I was worried about yesterday? I got to put something on this page. Right. <laughs> Which is awesome. And that's kind of your, your barometer to go, okay, maybe it is time to move on because I, I like, I don't even feel connected to this anymore. And that's good. We don't want you to be like trying to get back <laughs> to it like that we want you to feel like really disconnected from it does that make sense yeah the other thing that came up for me when I was doing it is like so we've been calling it fear inventory but a lot of them are presenting themselves as just like worries like this is what like and I don't know if there's a difference there but like if I wasn't so goddamn tired when I went to bed at night I probably would be staying up at night worrying about these things right so I feel like it's like, I don't know. Is there like, are they the same thing? Are they different? Is there a line? So for me, that feels the same, but can you okay. provide me a little context about why it, what might feel different to you? I think it's like, no, I guess they kind of are the same. I was going to say worry feels more like future based. Like I worry about getting my first client or I worry that I won't be able to show up for them the way they're expecting or, you know, things like that. So, I mean, I guess those are fears, but for me, fear sometimes means like I have a fear of heights, right? Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily like, I'm not really worried that I'm going to like fall at any instant, but, <laughs> but that, that's just like presented itself over and over again. It's interesting that you position it like that because I think it's funny where it's like, we almost never have present moment fear. Do you know what I mean? That's so few and far between. It might be something like if I have like significant arachnophobia and there's like an actual spider in front of me, but even like fear of heights, fear of spiders, whatever, is almost all future projection. Mm -hmm. What would happen if I saw a spider? What would happen if I had to be on that bridge? So it's actually totally the same thing in a way. Like, and that's what's so cool about like that whole conversation around being present, which is like when we actually are present, almost always fear isn't there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I'm thinking about now, so I have a terrible fear of flying. And like when we hit turbulence, that is definitely like worse, right? So I can kind of like talk myself down out of it, think about something else, distract myself when everything is like smooth sailing. But when we hit turbulence, I'm like, okay, I'm going to die. 
Like, <laughs> totally. But I think that's so few and far between is the point. Okay. Right? Okay. Like, yeah, that's fair. Like, again, it's like if the spider is in front of you and you have arachnophobia, yes, you're having a present fear. But like, like, let's just take the number of hours you've spent worrying about flights. Probably 5% of them were when you were actually in the air and experiencing turbulence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah. 95 were like when you're driving to the airport or booking the flight or doing like, right. It's just all these projections. Right. Yeah. No, that's true. That's funny. I didn't know you had a fear of flight, but you're like flying to Iceland and stuff. See, so you're just dealing with it. Yeah. I do it anyway. Doesn't mean it's fun. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's this whole thing called business. I do it anyway. Don't mean it's fun all the time. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, So yeah, I would just say like, let's talk about like, let's move into what's kind of going up with this feeling of wanting to contract. And then let's just like figure out like what might be here to do a fear inventory on. The other thing I want to say is you don't, you want to use the fear inventory as a tool when fear is holding you back. For a lot of us, that's quite often. Mm -hmm. But if you genuinely are not feeling like there's something that's really freaking you the fuck out in the moment, don't look for it either. It's okay if you take a break from it. Okay. Right. Like it's okay if like for two weeks you're just kind of flying high and feeling good and then you notice something else is popping up and you pull it back out of your toolbox. Does that make sense? Yeah. The value of doing it almost every day is that you just get in the habit of it and it feels routine. Mm -hmm. But like, again, you don't want to be like manufacturing fear just for the sake of doing this either. So there's kind of like a balance there. Does that make sense? Yeah. The fear inventory continues to be a tool that I use to this day. When Lacey says here that you simply up-level the fear, you simply up-level the thing that you're working towards and new challenges come up, she is exactly right. And that is how I have continued to use this tool in my business to see more results. So I think it's amazing that the same fears that used to hold me back from getting more visible, from putting marketing content out consistently, from getting on sales calls, from actually pitching on those sales calls, all of those fears that felt so hard and so heavy are the very same fears that I'm talking about here that now feel boring and monotonous. And I think that is such a testament to how much shifted to make it possible for me to land my first client, get my first sale, and really continue to see results in my business from there. We're talking about many other results that I was seeing around that time in this episode. And I think that that is just such a beautiful illustration of how much fear was really holding me back from landing sales and how when I was able to lessen that, it was so much easier to take more of the actions that yielded the results that I actually wanted. I also love this conversation around being present and how that can really transmute the fear that you're feeling in the moment. I love this because this is especially true on sales calls. If you have ever been on a sales call and you have been thinking in the back of your mind, oh, I don't know if this person is going to convert. I don't know when I should pitch. I feel awkward about this. They probably don't want what I'm selling. Like Whatever that story is for you. 
My number one tip to you is to really focus on being present. And I know that that sounds kind of counterintuitive because our brains want to be like, oh no, but I really want the sale. Like I'm really in it to make money, right? But when that feels like the most important thing, it's so much more difficult to build a relationship with the person on the other side of the sales call. And remember, businesses are built on relationships and relationships are built on trust. So you're really trying to build that trust with the person you are on a call with and being present is one of the absolute best ways to do that. It makes it so much easier to build that relationship. It makes it so much easier to really connect with that person. And that is why I think that this is such a useful tool, not only for lessening fear, but also for really making that connection because that connection is what is going to convert that much better on your sales calls. So we're talking about fear in a variety of different ways here. I'm talking about my fear of flying. I'm talking about my fear of heights. Who knew I had so many fears, right? But I think that that is just illustrating how when I'm able to be really present in the moment, the fear of flying is usually only, you know, two or three minutes of turbulence, right? Or the fear of heights is usually one spot on a hiking trail that I need to get past. And when I'm able to be present and I'm able to focus on what I'm doing in that moment, rather than all of the worries that could be clouding my vision instead, basically, or clouding my mind instead, it makes it so much easier to really lessen that fear and see more results because of it. So this is a very useful skill, not just in life, but also in business and especially in sales. If you are ready to stop letting fear hold you back from seeing more of the results you want in your business, then I would absolutely love to chat. You have heard firsthand through this series how much I used to struggle around sales. But the good news is once I figured out how to sell in a way that actually felt good to me, everything else shifted as well. It became so much easier for me to generate leads, get on sales calls, pitch, and actually ask for the sale. And I want that very same thing to be true for you. If you are ready to start selling in a way that actually feels good to you, that actually helps you to show up in an empowered way that closes more sales and makes more money in your business, then I would absolutely love to chat. Grab a spot for my absolutely free sincere sales coaching call where you and I will chat about the number one mindset challenge you're facing in your business when it comes to selling and how you can shift it so you can close sales with more ease than ever before. You'll walk away with one simple actionable step you can take to start closing sales with more ease in a way that actually feels good so you can see more results. You can grab that call at amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales. I only do three of those each week and they've been going fast. So grab yours before it's gone. Tell me more about the whole, like, I'm kind of wanting to like contract and hide thing. Yeah. So I think part of that is just like last week was a lot. Like it felt like a lot and it was like a stretch outside my comfort zone. And I was doing things that were like outside my normal habits and routines because I was showing up in new ways for, you know, the podcast and I'm writing very personalized emails and I'm like doing like just physically doing more. Um, and then the other part of that was like the speaking gig and like, emotionally, mentally, physically, very draining for me, right? So by the time I got to Sunday, I was just like, okay, I just want to lay in bed. Like, I really don't want to do anything. And that, like, I'm not a very good just lay in bed person. So that very rarely happens. But 
Yeah, I've been feeling kind of like, I don't know, I feel like my mind is struggling to reconcile the difference between just needing to kind of like take a breather after something that was like a big push for me. And this feeling that kind of like, okay, I got my first client and that's what I was working for, like towards and for. And it's been like, this like, go, 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 like, do it. And like, it just kind of felt like a little bit like letting the air out of the bloom where I was like, okay, like now I can relax. Now I can settle back down to normal. And like, I don't want to settle back down to normal. Like I want to keep getting clients and I know that. So I feel like those two things are like in competition with each other. And does any of that make sense? Okay. <laughs> the first thing I want to say, like before we say anything else, because I think this is so important, is that whole idea of like, I can't settle back to things being normal and still get a client. Okay. That we want to shift. Like, okay. I want you to feel like, no, I can't. Like, I actually got this client in a really normal way. <laughs> she liked my IG. She reached out to me. We got on a call. Like nothing crazy happened to make that happen. Right? Yep. In fact, the whole fucking goal of business is to kind of be ticking along at this like pretty doable pace and still getting clients. Right. The only difference for you is that you had a busy week. <laughs> yeah. That busy week did not equal the client, though. The, the months of consistent effort that you put in equaled that client. Yes. It's really important to have that discernment. It just happened to coincide at the same time, probably in part because your energy and belief were higher than it's ever been after going to that retreat, and partly because that's just when it played out, right? Mm -hmm. So I really don't want you to con connect those two. We're like, I have to be at a 10 to get clients. That's not at all what happened here. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And like, I can also see the parallel between when we were talking about like money and like the stop sign exercise and how I realized that like, okay, I actually didn't have to be worrying about it all the freaking time for the money to come in. And I feel like this is the same thing where it's like, no, I don't have to be stressed and like at a 10 to get clients. Like they'll come anyway. And I feel like it's the same belief, just like... Totally. Okay. It's just, you got to pick it up and put it over here, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing I love, there's this quote that I love, which it was, it's like, um, when you get tired, learn to rest, not to quit. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that you're going to quit, but I really do think that there is this piece of entrepreneurship where like, when you get tired, learn to rest and learn to not make that the norm or not make that bad. Like, there is a way where like you can spend a Sunday in bed and still fucking kick ass Monday. Like those aren't like mutually exclusive. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You expended an incredible amount of emotional energy, you know, like, I mean, a speaking gig alone, launching a podcast alone, getting your first client alone, even if it's not that emotional energy, it's just really, really draining. Right. Mm -hmm. And so here's what a lot of people do. They take that to mean I have to keep doing all that at that pace, at that level to get results. And then they get six months, a year, whatever into their business. And they're so fucking tired and grumpy that they burn the whole thing down. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right? I'm yeah. sure you've seen this in the time you've been in design and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah totally. So your job here is to learn to rest. So even if it feels hard to lay in bed for a Sunday, you have to trust yourself enough to be like, no, but like I can literally feel from the top of my head to the tips of my toes, this is what I need right now. 
And it doesn't mean I don't get clients. It actually means I get more. Yeah. Because I'm not showing up as a grumpy bitch for the next three weeks because I'm not taking care of myself, right? Right. And I think that's something that I've, and like, you're so smart to point this out because I think that's something that I, like, it's something I fundamentally believe is that like, we all need rest and it makes better work and all that kind of good stuff. But also that's, I've always been really like, growing up, my mom always said, listen to your body. It'll tell you what you need. And like, I've just always grown up that way. And I think like this past week was kind of just like, okay, let's take all the pieces out and shake them up. And like, let's figure out where our new belief system lies, because that was like a total like brain fuck, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so I think that's like a really good reminder of like, no, I can still like, I can still follow the same like self care habits. I can still listen to my body. I can still do all the right things and not to make it mean that. I have to be like super stressed out and in order to get X result. Totally. I think in fact, it's important to remember two things. One is you got the results from doing all that. So why would you change how you're doing that now? (laughs) That's true. So that's one that's really important. Two is I think this is probably true with anything. So let's use marathons as an example. There are times where you really fucking push yourself And like in a way that's massively uncomfortable and not sustainable. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is bookended by times where you're just being consistent and showing up and listening to your body and taking good care of yourself. That's exactly what business is, right? Mm -hmm. There's going to be a week like this again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's not bad. And then there's going to be a lot of weeks that are way more chill and that's not bad. All of that comes together to create the result, right? Yeah. And again, same with training. You can't have those times you push yourself if you're not just being consistent the other times and vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. You're never going to finish that marathon if you're not willing to just fucking go all in and like, you know, shake all your beliefs up for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So the same is true here. Both are right. You did the right thing last week by like letting it be crazy and letting that be okay and letting it feel like a 10 (laughs) because all those opportunities presented themselves and you would have been crazy not to go for them, right? Yeah. You're going to do the right thing this week by not doing that again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like you get to give yourself the permission to do both and realize that like those come together to create the win, not that they each separately did, right? Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And so you get to keep doing what you're doing. Okay, cool. Because, like, it's working. Yeah, okay. And I was making that mean that it was, like, wrong or bad. And I was thinking about, like, I was thinking about marathons and how, like, I normally take, like, a month or two off after running one because my body's like, um, yeah, no, let's not do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was like, oh, but is that bad? Like, obviously, I don't want to take a month or two off here, but there's an in-between between taking a month or two off and <laughs> being at a 10. So totally. And like, you just get to listen to that. Like my guess is that if you really did just take one day in bed, you'd probably feel better already. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, I don't think you really need that much recouping time. I think that it's really just about giving it to yourself, frankly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you're right. And the more you kind of put it off, even though you know you need it, the scarier it gets because what you're kind of reinforcing is like, I can't trust myself to have success and take care of myself, Mm -hmm. which is like one, the antithesis of your message. And two, (laughs) 
starts to make you get really scared of success, truthfully. Mm-hmm. Right? Like success equals being at a 10, being stressed out, not taking care of myself, not taking rest when I need it. Like do not go down that path of making that the story, right? Yeah. No, you're right. So like that might even be the fear. Mm-hmm. I can't take care of myself and create results. When I say that, are you like, oh, fuck? Or is that like not totally it or like what kind of comes up? So I feel like I'm really glad that we had this conversation now because what comes up is me being like, yeah, I have to be like really fucking careful of that because that's exactly the story I could form around this. So Mm -hmm. I feel like we're not like, I'm not at the point at which I have like told myself that yet and I don't want to get there. You know, that's what kind of comes up. (laughs) You're like, I could teeter, but no. Yeah. Yeah. I think like what I always try to think of as my goal in business is like least amount of input, most amount of output. I would imagine marathon training, you try to think about it in the same way. (laughs) And so you don't actually want to be operating at a 10. So think about that. If you take time off this week, you're actually moving closer to your goal, which is least amount of input, most amount of output right? Yeah. If you make yourself fucking crazy this week, you're just doing the exact opposite. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Least amount of input for most amount of output. I love this so incredibly much because it is so true and it is just so valuable when it comes to self-care to think about it this way. The story I love to tell clients is of one particular Christmas break when Brian and I had been burning the candle at both ends, working really hard beforehand, and just decided that we were going to take some time off to really relax and recharge and just like take time for ourselves that Christmas break. Now, I think this was a span of two weeks where I had decided I wasn't working at all. He had time off from his work and we just had zero plans. We weren't going to do anything at all. And I remember this moment when we were about two days into this Christmas break and he and I both looked at each other and we're like, what do we do? Like, what? Like, we have so much time. What do we do? And it was just this beautiful realization for me that even though it felt like I needed so much time to recharge, I needed so much time to catch up. It felt like I was so tired and I just like was never going to quite feel back to my normal self. In reality, it took me two days to be bored as fuck, right? And that is just so important to point out here because often we think that we need all of this time. We're going to need all this time to actually rest and recharge. But when you give yourself that gift, when you give yourself the gift of time to rest, you actually don't need as much rest as you might think that you do. And I think that that is one of the reasons that we tend to put it off. We put off resting, we put off recharging because we think, oh my gosh, I'm going to need like weeks upon weeks upon weeks. But in reality, when you actually take that time for yourself, when you actually take that time to not have plans, to not have anything on the schedule, to really deeply take care of yourself in the way that you need to sleep in, to lay in bed all day, to do whatever it is that's going to help you feel your best again, when you actually give that to yourself, it isn't nearly as long as you think it's going to be. Chances are you are going to feel like your normal self much quicker if you catch it early. Now, where 
we get into trouble here is when we think, oh no, it's going to take so much time. I'm just going to keep putting off that self-care. I'm going to put it off. I'm going to put it off. I'm going to put it off. And then by the time you actually do take it, you do need a metric fuck ton of self-care time. You do need a lot more time to get back to feeling like your normal self, right? So the best gift you can give yourself here is to really take that time for yourself early and often because it will fuel your business. It will propel your business forward when you really make it a priority. And that is what is so, so key here because when you have a minimum amount of input, when you just take that time for yourself that you need on a regular basis, it has a maximum output because you're able to consistently and sustainably show up in your business and you will only ever see more results in your business because of it. Okay. So what does that look like practically? Like what, what needs to happen for that to happen? The least amount of input or resting and recharging? Well, both, right? Okay. <laughs> um, what needs to happen? I just need to fucking take a break. <laughs> like, I think this, I mean, and I knew this too, is that this weekend will be a, a veg weekend, a sleep late and do what feels right in the time and not necessarily make a lot of plans kind of thing. And um, I think that'll help a lot. So I think that's all I need. But it's, as I said, it's good that we're talking about it because I could like easily be like, nope, got to keep writing emails, got to write funnels, got to do social media graphics. Well, and yes, and it's, it's like, sometimes we just need the permission. Like, it's okay if I rest for a minute now that I did all this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like sometimes we just need to hear that. Like, yeah, that's exactly what you fucking do. Right. Or like someone that ran their first marathon needs to hear. So now you take two months off. That's what we do. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think that's the whole point is like, yes, you have the permission and yes, it's going to serve you because the thing I want to like underscore about all of this. And I think is important. I'm glad that we have like a little bit of time left to talk about it, which is like, what happened to you in the last week based on like your questionnaire and what you're telling me and whatever is like, people talk to you, people liked your energy, people had a good experience with you and then people want to hire you. Yeah. Is that what happened? Mm-hmm. That's real simple and real fun and real easy. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so that's what you want to keep rinsing and repeating. But more importantly than that, what is the takeaway from that? It's that like, this is the money maker, <laughs> right? Yeah. So if I'm not taking care of this and I'm being a grumpy bitch, are people really going to like my energy and have a great call with me and then want to convert and da, da, da? They're not. We're going to be like, she was fine, but she didn't really seem like in it or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's like, now you know. This is what really works. Like when I'm me and when I actually say what I'm thinking and when I actually talk about mindset and when I actually lean into that, people just want to work with me. People listen to my podcast and just like feel connected to me. Like this is a thing, right? So like I got to like take care <laughs> of the – what's the word? you're like the collateral. You know what I mean? It's like if you owned a trucking company, Mm -hmm. you'd take care of your trucks and change their oil and shit, you know? Mm -hmm. Asset. That's what I was looking for. (laughs) I was waiting for it. You're, you're the most valuable asset and you can see that because that's how you're making connections and that's how you made a sale and that's how people are reaching out, et cetera, et cetera. Right. That's how you're going to make the second sale with this friend, whatever. So like you have to treat yourself like that. Like would you, if you owned a trucking company, would you just run your trucks into the ground? 
No, you'd be like, it can have a day off. It needs its oil change. It's the most valuable asset in my business, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sitting here going, I really need to get an oil change. So that sticker says October. <laughs> <laughs> that, see, I was, you were my sign from the universe today, and I was yours. Get an oil change. <laughs> Perfect. Does that make sense, though? Like, yeah. You have to really like, take that in, that like, you are the magic here. Does that feel like you get that, or what kind of comes up when I say that? Um, I think, yes, you're right. Like, I, yes, I am the say, magic say, here. I am the magic. <laughs> I am the magic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was also thinking that, because you were saying, like, you know, good energy, like, people want to talk to me. Like, that was a huge game changer for me when I went to that speaking thing was, when you're the speaker, like people come up and talk to you. You don't have to like stand awkwardly in a corner. People just go like, I really liked your talk. And then it's like the perfect starting point. And I was like, this is almost better than me just going to events because now everyone's coming to me. But I was thinking that I've gotten like a lot of positive feedback. And I was thinking for a long time that I was making like putting myself out there in any way, shape or form means something bad, like mean that you know, there were parts of my story I had to hide, like they couldn't possibly know I was a designer. Like, I don't want them to know, like, you know, who knows what it was. I had all these like made up rules in my head. And I think just like the amount of positive feedback I've gotten from putting myself out there, from talking about my work, from showing up, from doing the podcast, even though it's not perfect, from doing like all of these things is overwhelmingly good. And I think that's kind of one of the takeaways that I want to reinforce too is like, okay, when I do say what I'm thinking and what I mean and all of that kind of stuff, like that's when it, that's when it works, right? That's when we start getting results. That's when I start seeing what I want. Let me add a caveat to that, which is like, not only when you say what you're thinking, but when you use what is like really like your gift, which really appears and seems to be connecting with people, right? When you lead with that, which entails being vulnerable and telling your story in every area of your business, you literally can't lose. So I think that a lot of times we think, well, if I'm the speaker, I have to show up in this way. Or if I'm the event attendee, I have to do this. Or if I'm the podcast host, I have to be this. And what I want you to start thinking about is like, what is my secret sauce here? Okay, listen, it's really turning out to be this idea of like connection and just like being good with people and whatever. Now I bring that everywhere. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. But also like, I feel like that's like a huge jump for me to believe because you're like, yeah, you're really good at like connecting with people. And I'm like, "Mm, no, I'm not. (laughs) Like, mm, Like that, it feels like, it feels hard to swallow. Well, so you might just want to like, I'm, I'm making like a blanket judgment based on like what happened or what I'm hearing from the event. Maybe go back and look at what actually happened. Like really what fully happened there. Like, so let me use myself as an example. I would say what I've noticed over time that I'm really good at is making people feel seen, heard, and understood. It's like a superpower, right? Mm-hmm. So I just get to bring that everywhere now. And like you could call that connection, but I think it's even more specific than that. So this is a stupid example, but I recently went to this like work event with my boyfriend and all of the people there were really like nerdy and mathy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like old Lacey would have been like, I should try to be nerdy and mathy. Here, 
new Lacey is like, oh, I'm going to make you feel seen, heard, and understood, so I'll just show up and do that. And then everybody is like, oh, my God, you're amazing. I'm like, I know, right? But it's because I'm, like, <laughs> not trying to, like, be a thing. It's because I'm, like, using my, th- my superpower. So for you, it might, like, fall under connection in some way, and it might be something really specific. Like, I'm good at pointing out where someone's getting stuck or – I'm good at making someone feel confident in themselves. Like it might be really specific. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's something that's happening there that keeps making people go, hey, I'm like super interested in talking to you more. Hey, I'd love to find out more about this. Hey, I loved your podcast and I'd like to know that. Like what's the thing? Mm-hmm. I think that would be a good thing for me to like think on slash journal on slash. Yeah. You Get could even ask people that. Yeah. Like ask your friends, ask Brian, like what, like they probably already know. Okay. (laughs) They're going to be like, wait, you don't know that it's this? That's hysterical. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm just thinking back. I feel like everyone, well, I'm thinking back to the event and I feel like a lot of people said like that I didn't sugarcoat it or that it was the push they needed or like tough love is the other way that I've heard it described. But, and I think about that, I'm like, oh God, maybe I should like coddle things a little more or like. See, that's so, that's the opposite, right? That's the whole, I should be nerdy and mathy. Yeah. I'm not actually good at being nerdy and mathy. So that would be really hard for me to do and I wouldn't do it very well. And people would be like, oh, she's okay. She's kind of weird. You know what I mean? And yeah. like you, if you're not good at sugarcoating it, then to keep trying to do that, it's going to be like, I mean, it's kind of cool versus like, holy fuck, that was exactly what I needed. So you really have to like figure out like, how do I show up with my thing? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times it's the message that people like, that people already know, like I'm not coming to the table with anything like new or earth shattering, but I'm saying it in a very direct way. And I feel like that's usually what people resonate with because like when I say, well, why aren't you doing that? Or like, well, Mm -hmm. what could you do now? Or like, what could you do this week to start that process or something? They're like, Oh yeah. Like that was the shove I needed. And I'm like, well, it wasn't really a shove, but like, okay. (laughs) You know? Well, that might be it. Like I'm really good at like being simplified and direct. So then I get to apply that everywhere. How do I bring that more to the podcast? How do I bring that more to my content? How do I, like, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll think on it more though. I think those are all like good starting points, but you're right. Like if I can hone in on what that is, it's going to make it a lot easier to like rinse and repeat. So I really feel like we all have one secret sauce or one superpower that is the lighter fluid we need to really explode sales in our business. And I love this conversation so much for that exact reason, because when you can narrow in on what that one thing is for you, what is the one thing that really sets you apart from other people in your industry, from other people in general, what is the thing that you can really anchor into and instead of shying away from it, instead of making it something that you are almost afraid of in your business, how can you make that the thing that makes you most distinct, that makes you the freaking incredible business owner that you are? How can you use that tool as an asset to your business? 
Because let me tell you, when I figured out what it was that I was actually really, really freaking good at and what I brought to the table in every coaching call and every conversation, every sales exchange that I had, it was so much easier to use that same thing again and again and again. Now, we're totally dancing around it in this conversation here, but I have really, really anchored into this idea of transparency being my superpower. And very clearly, as evidence of putting this podcast out there, that is something that I have been really leaning into in not only my sales process, but my marketing and my business in general, because quite honestly, Honestly, this used to be something I was afraid of. I was afraid of being too direct. I was afraid of turning people off. I was afraid of asking the uncomfortable questions that people really would prefer not to talk about. But quite honestly, guys, I was doing that anyway. So rather than feeling bad about it, instead of feeling like it was this part of me that I was kind of ashamed of, kind of afraid of, you know, showing and actually believing in instead of feeling like this sort of directness was something that I shouldn't be doing, that I should stop doing, that I should coddle people a little bit more, like I should be a little softer in my approach. When I stop thinking that way, when I stop thinking, oh my gosh, this is something I shouldn't have. I should stop doing this. I should hide this. I need to learn a new way to coach. When I stop making all of that wrong, everything else got so much easier, right? When I really leaned into transparency being my thing, being the thing that set my coaching apart, it was so much easier for me to one, show up as myself, which is always going to result in more sales because then your energy is actually behind it instead of feeling like you want to go and hide or you are showing up in a way that isn't authentic to you because quite honestly, that translates. That translates on the call, that translates in other areas of sales. It's just It just makes it that much harder, right? So really leaning into this element of transparency, of directness, of tough love, of whatever other people wanted to call it. But I really go with transparency here because I am willing to say the things that people don't necessarily want to say. I am willing to be direct about where my clients are holding themselves back. I am willing to really go there so that they can see more results because quite honestly, no one needs a coach that is just going with the flow or is afraid of stepping on you know, their clients. Toes, I mean, I definitely think that there is a way to be loving in your approach, but I also think that transparency is so, so key here because that's how we actually move the needle forward. That's how we break old patterns. That's how we take new actions. That's how we see bigger, better, and different results. And I really, truly do believe that. So transparency ended up being my superpower, my secret sauce. And when I really leaned into that when I decided that that was an asset to my business rather than something that I shouldn't have or should basically get rid of. Everything shifted and it made it so much easier for me to not only sell, but to show up in my business as well. So that is only ever going to boost your bottom line when you are more authentic to your skill set, to the things that set you apart, to your personality and traits and everything that makes you totally uniquely you, as cheesy as it sounds, that is when your business starts to get that much easier to run. It gets that much easier to show up on sales calls. It gets that much easier to actually convert because you're not trying to be something different than who you are. You've decided what it is that sets you apart and you can do more of that thing to see more results. 
Totally. And then like, it almost feels like I'm getting a little like cheesy here, but it's true. Like once you know what that is, you can, you really feel unstoppable in a lot of ways because I feel like I'm like really solid in what that is for me that like, if this whole business burned down tomorrow, I would just go apply this somewhere else and still make money and make sales. Cause I like, I get that piece of it now. Like what I'm phenomenal at is connecting with people in this way. So I could go sell candles tomorrow and I would just do this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's like your thing. Like not that we're burning down this business. It's just that you're going to feel so rooted in that. The more you see it work like, Oh yeah, I'm amazing at this. When I step into this, it works. Cool. I don't even care if I get a fucking client tomorrow. I know I can get a client anywhere with this. Does that make sense? Yep. It does. And it reminds me of when I, so when I was dating in New York I was saying to Brian, I'm like, dating got so much easier when I realized that I could just ask questions. Like all I had to do to like have a good date was to ask questions. And like, I could get through any date that way. And, and someone said, did it work, Brian? He's like, it did. She, she super interested me. (laughs) You were like, sure. Yeah. Right. But that's so perfect. That's such a good example. And you were like, I'm not even scared to date anymore. I could go on any date. Bring it. I got this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you figured out what was like your dating superpower. And that, that actually might apply here too. Like that actually might be the thing that you're always asking people is you're just really good at asking insightful questions. Cool. So like, listen, do some investigating. You don't need to figure it out this second, but that's really, I think a step here because the, the arc of it is like, it's all coming together. And when you're having these conversations with people, they're really feeling invested. So you just get to keep getting curious and be like, why is that? Let me, let me figure out more of that. Cause that's pretty good. Right. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Cool. I'm so proud of you. You're doing amazing. I know. Go I'm proud of you too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> go, go rest. Like, and also like Think of that as like a celebration. Like if you, whatever, spend the day watching Netflix, be like, I'm taking this as a celebration. Like, you know, like make that intention around it. Does that make sense? Yep. You know, well, awesome. All right, go rest. Have a beautiful week and keep me posted. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for episode number five of the sales series. It has been an absolute joy to bring these episodes to you so that you could get a real raw behind the scenes look at what it really took for me to shift my mindset around sales. You saw firsthand how much I struggled with sales in the beginning of my coaching business, but the good news is it's also totally possible to shift with the right support. And I hope that this series really illustrated that for you. If you'd like to get a taste of what coaching with me is like so that you can gain visibility, close sales with more ease and truly thrive in life and business, then I would absolutely love for you to join me for my free sincere sales coaching call. Again, you can grab that at amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales. And I only do three of those each week. So be sure to grab that before it's gone. Also, If you love this series as much as I love creating it, then I would be so grateful if you would screenshot this episode, go ahead and share it out on Instagram stories, and be sure to tag me at Amanda Joyce Weber. Sharing means that more people who really need this information can find it, and I would love your help in spreading the word so that we can get this into as many hands as possible. Thank you guys so much for joining me for this series. I hope you got an immense amount of value out of it, and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash one simple shift. 
If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. Instead of feeling like that part of me was actually something that needed to be hidden, I really decided to lean into it more, to bring it to the fore. Okay, one more time. Instead of feeling... You okay, Sam?